0: Like it's like the devil trying to scare you.
1: But then the angels come in, and the angels they let you know who's in trouble. This is New Wine for New Wineskins. My name is Rigoberto Dominguez. Welcome to the segment. Go get your Bibles and notepads and let's get that new wine.
0: I try living apart from God. At times I was feeling so far from God. My faith in His people that left me scarred. The hatred and hurt was so bizarre. I thought that they would always ride for me. I cried, but nobody replied to me. I questioned the truth inside of me, right about then is when the devil had lied to me. Like, hold up, God got you. He don't ever show up. All his people acting like they know you, tell you that you do it for the money, fame, power, tryna blow up. Why you playing games? Time to grow up. You been reading Bibles and leading studies and helping your little buddies, but tell me what it's really doing for you? They gon' still tell you you're fake and phony, someone your every motive. So what's the point in trying to keep it loyal? Said you have faith, faith, You're starting to race fake. Can't even take dates. You hoping to save faith. Trying Tryna go mainstream in order to reach, folks. Ain't nobody rocking with you, especially these folks. I lost it. Why I'm drinking liquor in my closet, I used to. I'm sorry. I lose the money. I'm a lost profit. I'm making better decisions every time I get exhausted. I don't even really know the real me now. Demons got me tripping trying to kill me now. Sitting trying to figure who can help me get delivered. Sitting an angel in a Uber and heal me now. Evil, you ain't got no control of me. I'm never too far from the blood that flowed from me. I lost the love. I got too much again. I'll probably never be the same when I ain't work because i ain't not me. How to someone do the storm?
1: Hey, this is new wine for new wine skins. My name is Rigoberto Dominguez, and we are back. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, First, want to thank you for your patience and um, just the time that I'm sure you and myself and all of those who um, really uh, reflected on uh, the podcasts from the past. Maybe you went back and listened to them a few. Maybe you, maybe you. Started doing them uh, in really small portions to try to catch up all the notes and uh, and the logic and the reasoning behind some of those podcasts. Um, I know that I like to go back um, many times and uh, and just not only listen to. Uh, The teachings, but uh, making sure that I understand the structures behind it and that my mind is clear about not only what's being said, but how I understand it. And uh, eventually truth surfaces from it. That is a very uh, important and responsible uh, way to measure uh, teachings and things that are being presented to us. Um, but anyway, no thank you guys and uh, I'm glad that we're back here now and uh, ready to uh, keep it going. I will say um, that uh, in this time of um, just being away from um, any type of projection in the media or uh, a teachings that uh, it's always it's always um, refreshing because uh, the Lord really starts stirring, uh, the heart and uh, getting a lot more clarity, not only about what was said, uh, but what, what what is still yet to come. And uh, with that, I can tell you that uh, it's very concerning. It's very concerning uh, the things that are to come. Uh, you know, if you if you grab a particular thought and you play out that idea or that thought logically, you can foresee its outcome at some level. Um, Some of us don't do that kind of hard thinking anymore, but I encourage it. You know, um, I like to uh, encourage uh, people to play games like uh, chess uh, that really uh, help develop some of that uh, mental structure uh, because you got to foresee your next move. And not only do you have to foresee it, you have to premeditate it in a sense that if you make uh, a move here now, that you're gonna have to play it out logically of what's it gonna do and how the outcome gonna be uh, in the future uh, and that's a very just one of many um, and I and I'm not promoting necessarily games more than I'm promoting the process of abstract thinking um, reading helps develop uh, you know the mental structures uh, really just uh, playing out a thought process you know I I like to uh, I like to uh, present and uh, and and teach um, the um, the practice of what um, I call the meditation of past, present, future, <clears throat> and um, and by that I mean that uh, not necessarily navel gazing, meaning like some other worldviews or religions uh, believe into a, uh, into a, a process of meditation that is uh, inner. Uh, self or um, uh, a hearing of the inner being. Um, No, um, I I believe that even though some of those people talk about the third eye, meaning your spiritual eye, uh, that which is of your inner being, uh, I do believe at some level in the concept of a third eye, uh, but I don't believe it in the sense of those worldviews that they presented. I believe that uh, if they want to call it a third eye do believe that your inner being your spiritual eye um, definitely uh, discerns uh, the spiritual things around you and that with that uh, the Holy Spirit and your your uh, human spirit um, are able to uh, tell the difference at some level to um, to determine um, not only things of the past but the present but of also the future and I'll give you an example about that. Uh, the example that I can actually give you is that if you and me had not lied or or put into practice uh, the action of lying or fibbing or white lies or whatever you want to call them, uh, literally just lying or omitting information. Some people don't believe that omitting is lying. Omission of information is an, is um, um, a branch of lying. Um, if me and you have avoided the immoral act of lying, let me do that. Let me make that statement. The immoral act of lying or fibbing or not telling the truth about something Um, Do you believe and do I believe that our lives would be a little bit different today? And I I know that the majority, at least 99% of the people that I ask this question, uh, their answer is usually yes. (laughs) I do believe that somehow my life would have been a little bit different today because of um, if I would have um, not lied in the past. And the only reason they come to that conclusion is because uh, they do this immediate evaluation of their past and revisit in their minds and in their hearts the the action of lying, the immoral act of lying, and realize that it did some damage. Well, that's the process of meditation that I'm talking about. That if, if we put into practice uh, a biblical truth, now let me go there, a biblical truth such as um, the Lord commands, that you should not lie anymore um, you don't just necessarily even though you can just start practicing that today but a more mature and more um, important part of initiating that practice of no longer lying um, should excuse me should uh, start with the historical practices of lying uh, because what it does is, it starts sifting out not only your present tense situation, if you're still lying, Lord willing, you're not. Um, but what it does is start sifting out the historical practices of what lying looks like. Because lying takes takes many forms when you put it into practice many times. Let me say that again. Lying, immoral lying, takes many forms uh, when you put it into practice uh, in many ways uh, because it uh, it starts morphing into other types of manifestations and you don't realize this uh, until you finally catch yourself or you find yourself in a position when you where you're suffering the consequences of immoral lying. Uh, you realize that it stemmed from that one action. Uh, and it morphed, and it became something else. And now, all of a sudden, your behaviors reflect that type of action. So, what you do is you take the idea or the concept, or in this case, the biblical, godly command. God commands us, "Don't lie." And you, you, you take that uh, that that command, and you go back into your past, and uh, what you do is you establish it as a lens or a framework uh, to which to uh, to which you can see through and you go back as far as you can as a child, no matter how young you think you can get in your memory but go there and all of a sudden start start putting into practice then in your mind uh, the practice of of no longer or what would have happened. If you would have not lied about certain things and some of you right away are going to chuckle and say, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, I, I was afraid that I was going to get, um, I was going to get punished by my parents or my teacher, whoever, or even my boss, uh, if I didn't lie about the thing that I actually did, um, but then but then where did it lead? You know, what did it stem to? Did it lead to more lying? And usually it does. And I like to call it and you already know this when you hear the term, the biblical term, I like to call it um establishing fig leaves because that's what lying is. Lying is forming fig leaves um out of out of something that should leave us completely transparent before God and naked so he can show us that we don't need fig leaves in our lives uh, that he himself clothes us that his purity uh the nakedness of his purity is sufficient um and I know that's a little deep for you guys but I know that you'll you'll take it in but that's what happened we started forming fig leaves and instead of realizing that we're forming fig leaves And exposing our nakedness about this lying situation. uh, Because that's what Adam and Eve did. Um, We should have been transparent. Now, I'm just talking historical now. Now you take it back into history. And you play out the logical outworking of this action. Now if you lied as a child. You might have avoided consequences then. But you suffered consequences later. And they were probably more severe uh later than they would have been if you would have come clean right at the moment so if it meant you know avoiding consequences from your parents about this or about that you know we satan feeds us a lie to co- to cause us to lie he says if you tell the truth if you tell the truth you will suffer consequences and you'll be ashamed but and I'll and I'll get this already prematurely because I probably would have stated it here in this podcast as we go along is that Satan exposes our lie or our sin to shame us in it and prevent us from coming clean. But God exposes our sin so he can deliver us from it. So he can deliver us from it.
0: Everybody knows that they're guilty. Everybody knows that they're blind. Everybody knows that they're guilty. Resting on their eating their inside. It's freedom. Said it's freedom time
1: now. It's freedom hey, this is Rigoberto Dominguez. Just checking in again at New Wine for now. New Wine Skins. Want to inform it's everybody out there to check in on the podcast. We'll Every Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific freedom. Time. Don't miss it We always got something new Something fresh for you It's freedom time Hey, welcome back Welcome back So that's true That Satan Is in the business Of keeping us In the shadows In the darkness And if we make attempts to come clean about anything, the first thing that he surfaces to our heart is fear. <clears throat> and the fear that we're going to be shamed, that everybody's going to know what we did, and that it's going to be the most embarrassing thing in our life. Now, now, um, I'm talking about the the consequences of suffering uh, of suffering from telling a lie later on in our life instead of coming clean sooner. But again, let's get back to the meditation now, and I'll keep going here about that outcome. Um, so the meditation process is you thinking about, now again, this is just you processing in your mind. Again, it's not navel gazing. It's not breathing in deep and taking an exhale breath or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. So, and I'm not talking about um um trying to find your inner being, that's not what I'm talking about either. So when I I use the word meditation, I have to clarify uh, my terms and define it. When I'm talking about, when I make the statement meditation, I'm talking about processing past, present, future, and using uh, a particular framework. And in this case, we're using lying, a lens uh, to identify what my life would have looked like uh, if I would have not lied, and what it does look like when I did lie. And then so and then notice the difference, and then and then deal with the present. So the past, of course, we're gonna play that out and say, "Wow, yeah, my, if I wouldn't have done this, if I wouldn't have done that, my outcome would have been this. My outcome would have been that. My parents, I was afraid they were gonna punish me, so I lied. But the truth is that my mom and dad were pretty good about me coming clean and being transparent about the truth, and they probably wouldn't have suffered. I would probably wouldn't have suffered the consequences that I assumed. Listen." That I assumed, or in this case, that the devil projected upon me, I assumed would suffer. So then I kept sowing fig leaves. And it just built up and built up and built up and eventually suffered consequences later. But then if you play out the logic in that sense is that, and then say, wow, yeah, my life would have been different. I probably would have not did this. I probably would have not done that. And then you, you go as far as you go as you can back in history, childhood, get to your teenage years, play that out, get to your young adult years, play that out, and then get to your middle age years, I'm assuming some of you are middle age, and then play that out, and then what what it will do is will lead you to the road of the present time. And then all of a sudden you realize today that, hold on a second, I can see as I have processed in the past that some of my behaviors from lying In the past are still present with me today and not because I continue to lie but because I adopted the behaviors and the patterns of lying that led me uh, to put into practice because of my lying pattern so like I said earlier uh, lying can lead and morph itself into a particular behavior that you don't realize is part of it. But then your, your, uh, um, your life starts applying this practice and this behavior, you not realizing that it stemmed from the practice of lying. So then what you do is go now into your present tense situation, and then you sift out your your scenarios, your life, And then you look deeply and try to find to see if there's anything that's reflecting from old behaviors, or in this case, the lying pattern of behaviors, if it still exists today. And I'm almost 100% guaranteed sure that you're going to find, if not 10, you will find one. And when you find it, you shouldn't neglect it, brother and sister. You shouldn't be passive in saying, <clears throat> oh, it's not that big of a deal. No, you should realize how serious it really is. And my encouragement to you is, first of all, not only that you identify it and realize that's what it is, but that you bring it before the altar of God. And what I mean by that is get on your knees, go to your bedroom or wherever you need to do. Or maybe you have to confess your sin to your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. Maybe maybe you have to uh, come cling to somebody and realize that the reason... That the reason that you've been bitter or absent or separate from particular individuals or people is because of this lying pattern. Maybe you have to do that. Then that will be your altar. And your responsibility immediately, brother, as the Lord reveals it to you, as the Holy Spirit convicts you of this sin, is to attack it. And you attack it by confronting it and exposing it and bringing it to the light. And that means you have to confess it. That means you have to be transparent about it and say, Hey, either to God or to the individuals that you've hurt or even to yourself and say, I've I've continued in this pattern for so long. I didn't realize that it stemmed from a practice of sin of my history. And it's still here today. Now I'm talking about present tense. Now you've played out the logic. Here's the meditation process is you played out the logic of applying uh, the immoral act of uh, 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 the immoral act of sin in the past, and you've you've played out your 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 younger years, uh, your childhood years, your younger years, your teenage years, your young adult years, and you've come to the present now, and now you realize some of that stuff is still lingering ra- around. So then, go ahead and confess it. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask whoever you need to um, to talk to to forgive you of your sin. And that you've now realizing that God is exposing you to this truth and that you want to get rid of it. And then I guarantee you, brother and sister, what's gonna happen is what the Lord offers. He offers peace, He offers, He offers comfort, He offers deliverance. And you know, I'll actually pause, I'll pause at this very moment uh, to give you um, a confirmation scripture. Uh, about this very act so this way uh, you can be affirmed through God's word that uh, this is the reality of what happens uh, Once you come clean and John chapter 3 uh, starting at verse um, 19 and the word of the Lord says this is the verdict light meaning the Lord Jesus Christ or the truth the truth about something see truth truth is a reflection of and, and an extension of who God is. So all truth is God's truth. And, and all truth is what light is. So in this case, the truth about your situation uh, is manifesting in your life. And I'm talking about your present tense situation. That you've meditated upon and you realize something's going on today. In verse 19 it says, this is John chapter 3 verse 19. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. See, here's Satan's lie that says, hey, um, the evil that you're doing um, is going to be known to all of, uh, all of your peers and your loved ones, your family members, uh, the individual that you violated, uh, their trust or whatever it is. And all of a sudden, you're going to be put to shame. And listen to what the scripture says. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come to the light. Listen carefully. For the fear that his or her deeds will be exposed. See how Satan, he implements fear in the heart to avoid coming to the truth and coming to the light. But watch this. Look what the Lord does. But whoever lives by the truth. uh Uh-oh. See how God does that? That's the light comes into the light, deals with the reality of what's going on, accepts the responsibility and even the consequences of their actions. Whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly or clearly that what he or she has done has been done through God. Meaning God has affirmed you and said, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to sow fig leaves anymore. You don't have to hide anymore. Tell the truth about how you've been feeling, how you've been upset, how you've been harboring bitterness and anger, and God will deliver you from it. You don't have to hide this anymore. It's been I, I guarantee you that it's been hard work for a lot of you hiding that lie, hiding that sin. It's hard work to hide sin. And Satan doesn't make it easy. But he makes you believe that you can keep hiding it and keep sowing fig leaves. Fig leaves, after you keep adding layer after layer after layer, gets pretty heavy. Gets very heavy. You start dragging your feet. As a matter of fact, at some point, you're just paralyzed. You can't move no more. You can't move no more. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that he or she, that what he or she has done has been done through God. Meaning God has affirmed you, it's okay. It's time to confess your sin so God can deliver you from it. So then the next step of this practice of meditation, past, and then we deal with the present. You're confessing your sin. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be painful. Listen, there might be some consequences that come behind it. And uh, it might not be pretty. But one thing is for sure, you will be delivered. There might be some pain that surfaces because of your truth that you have to finally come clean about. But you will be delivered and you will have peace. And you will no longer have to carry fig leaves or hide behind them or keep sowing them God will take care of it so once you've done the past and then you come to the present the next step is the future and the future process of this meditation practice of applying a particular truth and putting on the lens and letting it play itself out and see where it goes is not only knowing that in the past you've adopted and put into practice certain behaviors and they might be present today and you're confessing your sin about them and cleaning that out, but that also that in the future, because you've realized what happened in the past and you know what's happening in the present, you see the particular scenarios and the possibility of it continuing. And you're meditating and processing in your mind and saying, wait a minute, when I go to work, I see these behaviors trying to manifest themselves. Or when I have a conversation with somebody who's a complete stranger, I see these practices and these, um, these behaviors trying to manifest themselves in me. And, and on and on and on and on. So what you do is you start playing out in your mind. You premeditate, hence the word, in your mind, all the possible scenarios that actually can affect you in the future and you start establishing grounds and boundaries of what you're not going to do once they manifest once they surface because they are going to come you know uh, life is repetition. certain particular patterns and and practices are ongoing for a lot of people so whatever you've done in the past you might have been doing in the present and for sure, some people are going to continue to do it in the future. You know, those those practices are sometimes inherited to so-called traditions and customs. And we justify them by saying, <clears throat> Excuse me, well, this is how my mom did this. Or this is how my dad did this. Or my uncle put it into practice. Or you saw it on some TV show. Or you saw it on some um, um, some um, a popular um, um, channel of, of some sort. A movie that somebody put into practice and you decided to adopt that practice and put it into play. And nobody knows that but you. But for you to say, oh, it's justified because of custom and traditions in my life. But yet it's doing harm to you and those who you are doing it to. It's not of God. Traditions and customs do not trump the word of truth. The word of truth and the word of God trumps traditions and customs. See, there's this deception that Satan feeds humanity that said that as long as you do things traditionally and customarily, that somehow there's sacred and they have a value system to it. And that's true for a lot of people because they'll justify themselves and say, well, where I came from and the way we grew up and the way my people do this, this is our tradition and this is our custom. This is this is then considered valuable. But if it's sin in its practice, then it's an offense to God and it should be eradicated. It has no room in the Christian man or woman or child of God. It should not even be second guess whether you should eliminate it from your life or not. You should remove it immediately. It's not customary or traditional and acceptable to offend the living God. It's an offense and the scripture is very clear the wages of sin is death. So past, we apply a truth, meditate it, process it, play out the scenarios, clean out what needs to be cleaned out in our minds from the past. I'm sure a lot of emotion will surface, a lot of pain will surface, but you're asking God for help to deliver you, to help you heal and recover from that, give you victory through the blood, death, resurrection, and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Present tense, you'll come to realizing that some of those patterns are still lingering, existing in your life today, that maybe, and I I hate to say this, unfortunately for a lot of people and even Christians, have caused their children to inherit those behaviors and make them believe that they have a sense of value or tradition when the whole time they're still offensive to the Lord. So now your children have inherited uh, this garbage practice of sin, calling it tradition and custom, hiding behind that fig leaf. It's true that tradition and custom is a fig leaf that Satan used to hide the lies of those things that offend god but the scripture is clear but he who but he who comes to the light or comes to the truth comes into the light and realizing that this has been done by god so then you come to your present tense you confess your sin you clean up that mess you make peace with god you make peace with the offender or the or the person that you've offended and then you think about what can possibly happen in the future and play out scenarios and realizing that it doesn't end it didn't end in the past. It's obviously lingering in the present, but it also is a possibility and a high percentage that it will happen in the future. And you need to prepare boundaries and practices and behaviors and godly attributes, meaning holy actions, and realizing that when it tries to manifest itself in the future, in your in your life or around you, or even when you see it in your family, that you point it out and you speak up and you say. Hey, I know that I've done that in the past, and I know that I've reacted that way in the past. And I first, you want to apologize for trying to pass that on to somebody else, traditionally or customarily, and say, I was wrong. It's sin, and it's not acceptable before God. Not only do I ask for you to forgive me, but I'm also asking you to please stop practicing it but you're also saying that to yourself because there's going to be scenarios and circumstances and situations that when you come to either have a conversation with somebody or apply yourself in a certain action in life, that these things are going to want to surface. They're going to want to manifest themselves. And you already have to establish boundaries and say, no, when this type of inclination or impulsive reaction wants to come upon me, I'm going to put into practice the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, the fruit of self-control. Peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. And instead of giving in to those so-called traditional customary or behaviors of the past and trying to justify them and saying that's who you are because it's not who you are. That's not who reflects the kingdom of God. It's a satanic, demonic practice. You're going to practice godliness. You're going to practice holiness. And I will tell you that it's going to be a struggle for some of you. Some of you are going to battle severely in realizing, I have to change my whole behavior. Because you're going to come to one realization about the truth of this matter. Is this. Listen, brother and sister, this is for you. You don't know who you really are. Because you've been practicing a lie and sowing fig leaves all your life. You thought that's who you are and who you were. And now that God's revealing to you that those things are a lie and they're they're not necessary or not acceptable in your life, you have to realize who you really are. And that's okay. I know it's painful to accept, but it's okay because now you can establish the true you. The person that God has meant for you to be. Not the person that Satan has told you you should practice to be. Brothers and sisters, good to be back. And um, this is just the beginning of many segments, not only on this topic, but on many others. Things are happening in the world. And um, we we need to be we need to be ready, we need to be discerning. Um, we need to be in prayer, constant prayer. Let me encourage you to make sure you set a time aside to come before the Lord for at least an hour a day. I don't care what else is happening in the world, and I don't care either how early it is or how late it is, but do not, brothers and sisters, do not uh, put away the opportunity to come before the Lord and express uh, your heart, your concerns, your fears, your worries, your your joys, your victories, all those. Come before the Lord. And spend that hour with Him. Close the door. Make sure you let your families know, Hey, listen, I need just to be away for one hour. That's 60 minutes. Some of you spend hours scrolling your... I was going to call it a smartphone. But your phone, watching TV, doing all these things that have no benefit. I'm sure that we can spend one hour. I hear the Lord saying... Could you not, could you not pray for one hour when he found the disciples sleeping, listen, sleeping when he asked them to pray for the most difficult time in the difficult, most difficult moment of his life? I hear the Lord saying to us, could you not pray for one hour and find us scrolling, find us watching TV? Find us doing nonsensical things. And the Lord showing up and saying. Could you not pray for one hour? And then he says pray. The flesh is weak. But the Holy Spirit of God. Is willing. And we live by the Holy Spirit of God. And not the sinful nature. Brothers and sisters. God bless you. Glad to be back This is Rigoberto Dominguez New wine For new Wine skins Let me talk Big put talk on the line
0: You hold me down Big dog beat Take it home Gotta give it to the pound Yeah Light on my chest And my back Try to take me out Make the whole crowd jump. Uh, uh, Big wave dripping on stage. Uh.